Good evening and welcome to Open Air and good evening, Jen. And good afternoon, Michael. How are I'm you? Trying to train. Good, good. I'm trying to train myself to say good afternoon, but there's no light in the sky. So it's hard. <laughs> you know, aren't those aren't those just the the fun awareness practice things? It's funny, Michael, as you say that, the one that popped into my head was at the monastery in Murphy's there were these lights that we strung for the bats to try to yeah. deter the bats from nesting in the eaves. Yeah. And if one had the role of concierge opening and closing windows at a given time, those mm-hmm. bat yeah. lights, you had to sort of hold them up in order to open the window. And it I was see. fascinating yeah. to watch how long it took me to remember that each time I would do okay. it. But what I noticed was once I got it, uh, once I had it, I really had it. You know, it was right there in awareness. So it was, I don't know, it's just those are fun things to train with, I find. Yes, yes. Train, train over and over. Yeah. 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 And I have an announcement here. Okay, great. Our Reflective Listening Buddies Program offers awareness practitioners unique support. It requires participants to show up for themselves and another every week for 30 minutes. A new quarter of this popular program begins October 15th, and the last day to register is next Sunday, October 1st. So we are not going to get another reminder on open air, so... Indeed. And for this and other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And a few reminders for tonight. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Jen, please press star six and then one. And a conversation on one topic, please. And about five minutes is great. And I think we're ready here, Jen. Okay, good. Thanks, Michael. You're welcome. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Jen and Michael. It's Karen from California. Hey, Karen. Hey, Karen. Hey. Um, Well, let's see. Um, I've been inspired by people doing Q practice, and um, but still, I'm noticing like things coming up that want to be, you know, always lots of little questions popping up. And today, um, I had to take a, I had to go out of town to, for an errand, and um, mm-hmm. and I've been noticing. Um, kind of the distress or the suffering that happens for me when I see like a, you know, a little, a wild anything that got squished on the road. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and I remember, um, you know, I remember that this has been talked about and, and I think even talked about with me, but of course I couldn't access that. It's like, I'm, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. I can kind of remember that maybe it was something like, well, where I got to, where I got to was, and I I actually don't know what was said about it, but where I got to was, Mm -hmm. well, that, what was the, what was the life force in that animal is definitely not there anymore. 
So what I'm feeling bad about is um, a story in my head, kind of. Like what I'm feeling bad about is, you know, there was this little innocent animal just minding its own business. You know, I could, that's kind of, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm, and so I'm looking at that and just thinking, okay, but that, I have no idea what happened. And right. and I do know that animal isn't here anymore. And um, mm-hmm. and anyway, I'll just stop there. But I was tying it into something kind of a bigger process that I'm looking at. That I think that the two are kind of related. So. Okay. So do you want to say that, or do you want well, yeah. to stop and well, reflect whatever. where we are so far? Yeah. Um. Well. Uh, um. Well, I'll just, I'll just say it, and then maybe, I don't yeah. know if they're related, yeah. but they, in my mind, they got related. And the yeah. other the other piece of it, and where the curiosity was, is that when I was up at the summer of Sangha, in mm-hmm. a guided imagery, and I don't couldn't tell you at all what the imagery was, um, but I remember what arose for me was um, sort of the innocence of all all living things, all all beings, the innocence of all people, of all things, and how that, in my mind, got tied up with helplessness, which is a big, uh-huh. you know, a big kind of, uh, uh, I had yeah. never seen those two things before being uh-huh. sort of tied up together and sort of answered a lot of questions about how I've been in the world yeah. for most of my life. So. Well, and it really does feel like that's a relevant process to what you're looking at, right, with those yeah. four little critters on the side of the road. Yeah. Because that innocence that you're projecting onto those critters, which one of the things we talk about is how how much easier it tends to be. I think this came up in some setting recently where Sherry was talking about how, especially in cultures like ours, people tend to project all over animals. Right. Yeah. And it's much easier to see that innocence that, of course, we know, at least intellectually, is what everything is. But, you know, with our fellow adults who walk around also with conditioning, we guess, it's harder to see that innocence, you know, through the middle of all that conditioning. But with an animal, it's pretty easy to protect it. And so that getting connected with helplessness would really speak a lot to those reactions that you're describing. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, and and so far, as far as I've gotten with it, is to, you know, when I was driving, because I was, you know, on country roads, and so far, the only place I could get is, I know I don't need to suffer over this. I know I don't need to have that reaction. I know that this isn't, yeah. This is optional, yeah. you know, like, yeah. and then yeah. starting to question that. And But I think I could apply the same thing to um, to humans and, you know, uh-huh. to the, the bigger content of my life when I get, you know, and, and uh, nothing really going on right now to speak of, but you know, but historically, you know, how much suffering I've done over this person in my family or that person in my family and, you know, worried about them and how can I help them and, you know, and then 
thinking, okay, that's sure a suffering process, and right. I, that's optional too, you know. And, right. and yes, I, you know, I know they have innocence. I know, but I, but the helpless piece. I guess that's what yeah. I'm. That's that's yeah. the thing that got stuck in my mind. It, um, I can remember. I've always felt that way, especially about animals, mm-hmm. since I, as long as I can remember as a little kid. Mm-hmm rescuing mm-hmm. animals, you know, like a four-year-old. And, um, yeah. and so, well, you know, there's so much, there's so much in it, Karen, really. And just to, you know, pause and underline the, that practice process piece, which is really helpful, I think, for all of us, which is whatever the content may be, to realize, okay, I'm suffering over this. That's yeah. optional. And to me, that opens a whole line of inquiry that isn't available to us. Well, obviously it's not available to to us when we're just suffering and we don't even really see that. But to take that step back, instead of going, oh, no, why, you know, I shouldn't be and what's going on and why am I doing that? But to realize, okay, this is suffering. I know suffering is optional. What? What now, life? And it feels like it opens up this whole other line of inquiry that's available to us, which is then essentially what you're describing. You know, oh, wow, I've really put together vulnerability and innocence with helplessness. Do those two go together? Well, we could guess not at all. Where does adequacy come into the equation? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot to do with, um, it's a lot to do with adequacy. Uh, probably control. I mean, there's probably all those big things are thrown in, and um, you know. And I guess when I was hearing you talk, I thought, yeah, it's just that um, that place of there isn't anything I need to do or see. All I have to do is observe it. <laughs> all I have to yes, do is notice exactly. it and watch it. Notice. And now, Just notice. You know, and it's hard for me to go. Mm-hmm. This, this actually happened this weekend, too, because I was out of town this weekend, again, on country roads for a long time. Um, and and I guess that's where it all sort of began, the thing with the animals. And, and then just going, huh, I just don't want to, like, like what this I just know this isn't necessary, so anyway, so right. I guess what I'm hearing from you is to just keep watching it and keep observing it and noticing it and seeing what I see about it, because that feels like that puts us in the place of presence, and in that place of presence, whatever clarity there is, whatever information there is, whatever insight will be in the present available to us. So really all we can, quote, do is to make ourselves available to that. Not make anything happen, not figure anything out, but make ourselves available to it. Yeah. Well, and you know what is, I just saw one more little piece is that when uh, this morning when I was noticing, and I think, you know, I started looking, and then of course when I started looking, I the suffering wasn't there. But then I mm-hmm. felt like, then, then conditioning comes in, oh, you're just, you're being really, you know, like, like you're supposed to feel bad and like you're, this is really callous right. and you can't just go by them without, you know. Yeah, what are you, cold? You don't yeah. care, do you? <laughs> yeah. 
And um, so I know there's that piece of it. I mean, it's just, I don't know, I guess that's just a piece of the puzzle, is just noticing, um, you know, and um, anyway. Yeah, now that's the next thing it's conditioned mind is going to do, right? That's the next thing. If we were process mapping it, that's the next sticky. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, one of the other things, as you were talking about it, Karen, that just, that drops in with it is, we're so trained, I mean, as with everything, right? So if we take a process like love, we're trained to attach love to something or someone. I love this person or I love that thing or yeah. I love, right? Mm-hmm. We're so trained to that subject object. And so same thing here with the innocence, right? The yeah. innocence of that thing. So then I feel terribly sad and I'm suffering because that thing, something happened to that thing. Yeah. And so when, right, when it gets attached yeah. to a thing, that feels like where that, the suffering really enters. Yeah. Yeah, whether it's the, it's just so clear with the, with the animals, but with humans, it's just, I think it's the same process. It's just a real oh, yeah. habitual response. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and uh, so anyway, that's, yeah, that's why well, it's, it's a great inquiry. And, yeah. you know, it's one of those that we've been saying on the morning show, it's so great that life puts into our begging bowl the things that we're going to need in order to see what the processes that we suffer with. So that's perfect. That's a perfect workshop for you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jen. Mm, thanks, Karen. Okay. So happy. Thank you. Gasho. Gasho. Thanks for joining us, Karen. And uh, Jen, I think it's time for a good news update now. going to find okay. your guests here and bring them on. All right, Jen, I'm turning it over to you for a good news update. Thanks, Michael. And I'm pleased to be joined this afternoon by Asota, who is here to speak with us about her experience of participating in the current email class on sexuality. Welcome, Asota. Hello, hello. Nice to be here. Hello, hello. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So a really great topic. And, you know, many many people, it really came from, we started the exploration during the um, year-long retreat. And so many people talked about how amazing it is to go straight at a subject that for many of us is taboo. And so that really blossomed into having a whole, a longer exploration in it through an email class. So thank you for being with us today to talk about your experience. Ah, thank you for having me. You know, one of the things that was so, so beautiful about it for me and I, I, I imagine for other people too, is that I really, for some reason, I thought that was something we didn't talk about, you know? Like, I thought it was something, yeah, yeah we say, we talk about everything, of course we say, but I, right. I didn't think we really did, you know? And, uh, and this, had, uh, this had, had a very a practical effect on my practice because so much of my day-to-day practice in real life 
was happening in uh, in situations that were somehow related to sex uh, that I felt uh-huh. I couldn't report about a lot of things that was happening to me. And, and this uh-huh. was really uh, making me feel... Uh, separated from from sangha and from the rest of practice mm. and boy was i wrong yeah oh my gosh so right out of the gate there's so much about that because yeah i mean essentially without realizing it there's this assumption like yeah i mean yeah okay we talk about everything but i don't really hear people talking about this topic and so i guess we don't talk about it right and so and yet it's a big part of your day-to-day life and a lot of what you want to be talking about in your own practice, looking at in your own practice, and that you found yourself not recording about it because it was almost like, well, I guess we don't work with that in spiritual practice, so I can't really work with that. So, yeah, no wonder you'd end up feeling kind of separated off. And I mean, yeah, I can be part of Sangha in these ways, but almost like I have to hide this whole other part of what's going on with me and who I am. Exactly. And uh, actually, I said uh, not reporting. I mean, not talking about it in, dru- in group or in sangha, but I wasn't oh, recording about it. I wasn't recording. I, was, I just thought that didn't belong to practice. And, and it was the situation when, uh, when you know, when Sherry always says, uh, if one asks anybody else, anyone else, everybody raises their hands. Because right. in the email class, I was like, wow. And I thought... I was the one thinking about this thing, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's so good, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's so good. Because I was just looking at that, how... So let me clarify one thing. You are saying you weren't recording about it. Is that the word you used? Like you weren't I getting on your reporting, recorder. report, like a reporter, like a report. I don't know if this word exists. Like, okay, the, uh, no, no, I got it. You weren't reporting uh, about it. Yeah. Because usually I talk about what's like, oh, I'm so upset about work. Let me tell you what is happening. And I ask for help in group or yes. something. Yes, like got but it, since got it. But you weren't stuff, doing that with this topic. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of stuff that were happening to me were happening around this topic. So like mm-hmm. a year or maybe eight months of my life were not brought up in Sangha situation because I thought it was a taboo, you know. So here's the image I just got with that, is that, so there you are, and you're kind of tiptoeing through this field because there are minds everywhere. You can't talk about, no, you can't really talk about that, oh, you can't talk about that, oh, because sexuality is a big piece of what you're looking at right now in your life. And so then, if you this email class, you discover, oh my gosh, there are no minds in that field. And now you can just talk about all of it, run through this, that, explore that. And what a way to, um, to, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically to take out, take out ego's control because it's controlling you in that way. And now it can't do that because you can talk about all of it. Yes, and also he, reading how much other people are sharing their experiences and uh, it's the typical thing when one thinks their own ego is so unique while everyone is experiencing super profound things or everybody is being targeted by ego 
and it's so beautiful to read other people's experiences and so soothing also. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah it really is. And, and courageous. I mean, people are saying things in this class, both in the responses and on the calls, that I project takes a lot of courage. And that's a piece of, I think, what you're pointing at, too, yeah. is, you know, these things that, as you say, we each feel like, oh, well, I have these things over here, and I'm sure no one else has things like that. And then we read the responses or we hear people on the calls and realize maybe it's not the exact content, but sometimes it is, and the process is exactly the same. Exactly. Even if w- when the content is uh, is uh, different or slightly different, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. also one thing. Wow, maybe this person feels ashamed for s- sharing this, while they should be courageous because they are helping me and mm-hmm. everybody else so yeah. much. Because after they share yeah. that, I I feel I can share my thing, you know, and it's so yeah. amazing. It, it is so amazing. I'm really glad you said that, Asota, because I would guess, you know, in a situation like this, I think a lo- what a lot of us practice with is because these are things that we're told not to talk about, there can be backlash when we do, when we reveal those things. And so to hear you articulate how helpful it is when people do that, I think is really helpful also for us to remember when that backlash comes, it's just not true. The only reason for the backlash it's to try to get us back in that box of control. Exactly. When I'm reading through the responses, I sometimes think, oh, I so hope this person doesn't feel shame mm-hmm. and instead realize how generous they are being by sharing this. I, I'm kind of sending mm-hmm. vibes to whomever brought mm-hmm. the thing, to, hoping that they, feel, uh, that they feel well, you know. I love it. I love it. And that word generous, that it's actually a generosity to share it with us, with the Sangha. Exactly. And another thing that I that um, I was so amazed about is that in those months when I was um, looking for, for information about uh, sex and the well-being or presence elsewhere, um i felt uh, i always knew what uh, people were gonna say you know like all oh, the mm-hmm. typical stuff you know that i i never i didn't hear anything uh, that i wasn't expecting while do during do the imageries and reading the responses Everything was a surprise. Everything took me to a place that where I wasn't expecting to to go. Sometimes, well, everybody reports that they had to listen many times, you know. But mm-hmm. also, mm-hmm. So- sometimes when I make recordings, this time with a C, about what happens in the email class, I have to start mm-hmm. the recording to myself saying, please, please, listen in till the end, because this seems to be going one direction while it's going to a totally different place, you know. And it's so surprising and and so beautiful. And I feel I'm in such a better place. And only after a couple of weeks, I can't believe it. Wow. That's a really interesting piece of it that you're pointing to. That place of really 
being surprised by where, so the voice is like, yeah, yeah, I know what they're going to say. I know how it's going to go. Yeah, it's going to blah, 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 blah. But in really being with it and present through the whole thing, going to some really surprising places. And it sounds like already in the class, really having a lot of freedom with the, this, even the content area where that hadn't been available before. Exactly. But I'm also thinking about, uh, uh, well, I, I'm sure that Sherry is uh, super courageous always now, but I so admire the fact that she doesn't say obvious stuff, you know? Like, yeah. like there are some replies that are like, uh, uh, she, you might say, oh, maybe I'm projecting, I don't know, but what comes up for me reading this is, bam, and she says something oh, that is so interesting and such a different point of view, and I project so much attention, but also so much courage for her to say not obvious stuff about this topic, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I've heard her say many times that she says what appears, and that, can, that is very courageous for most of us because most of us are really trained, and I think this is really, truly the, the gift and the beauty of having a guide. So I love that you brought it up, Asota. That most of us are trained, you know, may, yeah, maybe something drops in. I mean, things are dropping in for all of us all the time. We're generally not here to hear it, right? But even if we are here to hear it, so, we're so trained to look to conditioned mind first to decide, is that, can I, what's gonna, what are people going to think about that? How's that going to sound? Maybe I should couch it. And Especially that, on this the, theme, exactly. Yes, exactly. No, you're, you're absolutely right, especially on this theme. I mean, it's kind of big, you know, it's, what are people going to, how's that going to be received? And, but to have a guide who simply drops in life's guidance that is surprising because it's so not what conditioned mind would expect is an enormous gift. Exactly. I feel so thankful. But also, I, having done uh, email classes before, I have the memory mm -hmm. of other email classes that changed my life permanently. Like there was an email class on the body many years ago mm -hmm. that I can mm -hmm. still remember and I still... I still have a different attitude to my body due to what I learned that, that, then. And I feel this is going to be one of those email class, mm. at least for me, you know. Like, yeah. I, I'm yeah. so immensely thankful. I, I am be, it's beyond words. Mm. So beautiful, Asoto. It really is. And, you know, one of the phrases that's dropping in as you say that is, the more you give, the more you get. Because you're describing a level of commitment and presence and enthusiasm that you're bringing to this class. And so life is meeting you. With a, you're receiving a lot from it. And, you know, it's, it's, not, not, it's amazing because it's not only my commitment and my participation, but it's really everyone's. And also, yeah. in my case, it comes from being almost off the track of practice due to this thing, you know, to feeling yeah. alienated. And, and so it's so amazing to be, to be, to feel welcome back, even if I was never 
not here, you know, but to 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 feel welcome back by everybody. I saw hope other people are having this experience, but I'm sure they are. So what I hear you saying, Asota, is that life really put this email class in your begging bowl. Ah, yes, absolutely, 100%, yeah. <laughs> it, can, it can feel like it's all for me, can't it, sometimes? I think the, the entire sangha, the guide, everything we're doing is for me. I'm pretty sure it's all for me. <laughs> yeah, and the super yeah. beautiful thing, and it also feels so clearly that other people are feeling that, that one doesn't oh, exactly. even feel guilty, you know? So it's fantastic. Yeah, oh, exactly, exactly, yes, yes. That we can all feel that way simultaneously and that it's actually so. It is for each one of us. Yeah. I love it. Well, it's thank, so, thank you so much for being with us today to talk about it. Thank you so much to, to you and to everyone. Yeah. All right. Take good care. Gosh, Gosh, oh. Take care. And Michael, we'll turn it back over to you. Wonderful. Thank you, Jen, and thank you, Asoda. And that was a fabulous conversation, Jen. I, I feel like I don't know where to start. It was just I love the uh, courage that Asoda was referring to that I, I project onto people sharing in the email responses and in the phone calls also. It just uh, it does. It inspires my courage also. And that I love that connection that she made of how generous that is, how generous that courage yeah. is. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Which can indeed. be, you know, a really an extra, I mean, it's, it's yet another layer of the gift of Sangha because, so, you know, for all of us, I mean, sexuality is probably one of them for ev- just about everybody. And then we each have our own, you know, the ones that take all of our courage to um, put ourselves in the queue to talk about. And to have that little extra realization that, you know, this is a generous gift to Sangha could be just the thing that kind of puts us over the line to being willing to do that. Mm, yes. Yes, what I saw when you said that is that because the sexuality is so taboo to talk about that when I see somebody talking about it, I, I recognize the extra courage, yeah. you know, the extra right. commitment and motivation that I, I see and project and feel in that. That's right. That's right. So there we are all on the edge of the whatever, jumping, right? And someone jumps. And yeah. then, okay, if they can yeah. do it, I can do it. And the next person jumps. Yeah. Okay, well, if those two people yeah. can do it, then so can I. <laughs> Pretty soon we're all joyously jumping in. And yeah. Yes, yes. Fabulous. Yeah. And we have another caller here. All right, good. Next caller, you are now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? Hello, Jen and Michael. It's Margaret in Menlo Park. Hey, Margaret. Hey. Um, I've been so appreciative lately of everything we've been practicing with along the lines of I'm starting to get caught up in a fantasy and I notice it. Nope. I'm coming right back here to the present moment and... Yeah. What is and uh, just looking at how that's just been so. I, my life is kind of chaotic right now, or seemingly chaotic, shifting 
from one thing to another that's going on. And um, I like today that I, I was not able to turn in or finish the assignment for this morning, and that just hasn't happened to me before in email classes. And I, I just mm-hmm. had, had to let it go and realize that um, I had already looked at what it is and made notes about what what I wanted to say um, but yet it was it was hard to it was kind of hard to let that not hard to let it go but um, it was there for me uh-huh it was there for you yeah in the sense of and, well I had looked at it and uh, I just remember seeing some things that I think Sherry asked us about to look at, like, you know, do you enjoy your life? Uh-huh. Um, the, you know, the, our relationship with pleasure and... Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and and just realizing that I get so much joy out of what I think are, you know, just... Anytime I walk outside, there's something special. There's just something special that makes me enjoy that I'm there and present. Yes. Yeah. Well, and present is the key word there, isn't it, Margaret? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just so, I was just looking at that today. It is so easy as conditioned humans to go, yeah, yeah, mountains, uh-huh, yeah, trees, yeah, um, <laughs> birds. Yeah, bird song. Yeah, I know. Uh Sky, clouds, rain. Yeah, sun. Yep. But but when we're here, it just, I mean, it's a miracle all the time. The whole thing is a mystery. That's right. It's a mystery. It's it's a miracle. It's incredible. Yeah. It's astonishing to see a drip on a leaf. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, where was it? Um, I can't remember which assignment... Um, but you know the that reference to the entire sky is reflected in one tiny drop of dew on a leaf. Oh yes, and there was something else about what Ashwini was saying about moonbeams. I think yes, it, yes, and yeah, that was one of the assignments. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh. That is amazing to you know to just shift um, a perception. Oh, so, um, Margaret, one thing I'm curious with it is, did it occur to you to communicate when things lined up that you weren't able to get the assignment in by the deadline? It did occur to me, but I was in a situation. Um, my husband is 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 very sick, kind of right now. Um, with a cancer, cancerous tumor, and we had to go to the hospital. And I just, um, there were so many people. So in other words, (laughs) it was like, well, it just, not so much in the moment, because that sounds like the reason you weren't able to meet the deadline is that, yeah, all these things going on. But more this afternoon, as you're, here you are talking to me, having this realization I mean, even now, it might not be too too late to communicate, right? Oh, I and who knows? Yeah. You, w- yeah. Would the assignment get? Would your um, 
your response go in or not, but, but there's always that piece of, you know, communicating. Yes. Yes, there is that piece. And, and I have thought about it a lot during the day. Um, and just, I must look that up. Where do I, what do I do again if this happens? <laughs> you know, um, but I, yeah, I just, there's a, I mean, yeah. It lines up as very important in my life right now, but there's so many, uh, I'm just keep uh, finding it hard to keep track of what is the next thing to do. So I'm just, you know, doing the next thing. And, and I'm glad she reminded me of that because I think I had put that um, in another, oh, you know, another um, just accepting that I wasn't going to get that in because I haven't actually finished it. I just, you know, I had all this um, notes written from listening to it various times, but I just hadn't done the deed of putting it together. But, you know, that reminds me that one of the things I've noticed that I love so much now about the class is when Sherry gives us an assignment and we only have a day or I happen to read I think like the one before this or whatever, I only have a day and a half to, to look at it or three hours and I can mm-hmm. actually do it. Well, that, that's exactly where I was going too, Margaret, is, you know, and because there's actually so much in what you're saying. There really is. Because back to the, you know, there's so much going on and, that, and so often when there's so much going on, at least this is true for me, what I look at in my own practice is, what conditioning wants to do is to convince me, okay, so I need to buckle down and control it all, right, and do my very best, stay on top of it, and this and that, because otherwise what, I'm going to miss an email class assignment. But the thing yeah. that's so brilliant about that communication piece is, you know what, it's, again, to me, get to a place of, well, it's not worth it. I don't want to be controlled that way by conditioned mind. So, okay, so if I, maybe I will miss an assignment, okay, but you know what, if I'm here it occurs to me, oh, well, I'll just write in. And, you know, here's my submission. I didn't make the deadline. I don't know if it can be included, but but here it is. Because what that proves to us in that process is we don't need to be constantly looking to condition mind in order to orchestrate what's going on. We can be here. We can live our lives. And it all goes just fine if we're not looking to some ego standard for how it should have all happened. Boy, is that ever helpful to remember. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. Egos, anything. And kind of the same. Yeah, yeah, no standards. Kind of the same thing with the response, right? Okay, well, I've got all my notes, so now I'm going to sit down and craft the response. Or just sit down. I, you know, it's time to write the response, see what life wants to say about it. And 50 words or fewer. <laughs> yeah, and I, I just recall listening to it several times and just loving all the questions that that um, she asked great? us to look oh, at. Yeah. And, oh, my God, I just yeah. um so appreciative of, of what we're all doing together as Sangha. It's, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just so, so special to be part of it. Yeah, I, it really yeah. is. And I agree with you, though. You know, that, so as Asota was just talking about, you know, this exploration around sexuality 
And when that imagery came out, taught, you know, asking us to explore pleasure and our relationship with pleasure and do you have to earn it and, you know, all these things, it's so fascinating to see it and to listen to it over and over and over and see all these different layers and levels and, oh, yeah, that's actually that's really true. I'd never seen that before. And to, to explore all of it is just really a great gift. And then, as Asosa was saying, to get to hear what everyone else says in it. You know, what other people see as they've explored it in their own lives. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and to feel the freedom of, of just noticing how that area of, of, you know, my life was just totally shut down to discussing it with anybody else. Can't talk about that. Can't, you know, even, even record about it or um, as was being mm-hmm. shared, I, I, I just don't do that. <laughs> I, you yeah. know, especially don't do that with, you know, uh, I don't know. I just, yeah. yeah. It's one of those standards yeah. that's ridiculous kind of in, right? In, uh, Once you see it, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. I know. <laughs> it is. Oh. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm so grateful. Um, and I will. I will communicate about this. Excellent. Appreciate that. Very Appreciate good. Appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds like it sounds like you're practicing with a lot. So take good care and and stay and keep, let us know. Be in close contact. Thank you. Gosho. Gosho, Margaret. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us, Margaret. Another great conversation, Jen, and I especially love that piece around communication, which is a favorite topic for me. And as you were talking, I got the impression of it, it feels like the choice is, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to take this out of the kind of echo chamber in my head and see what yeah, actual exactly. reality has to say yeah. or respond to about this. Exactly, Michael. And I just, over the years, I have found more and more and more that it's just a win-win because it's very much actually like um, a piece of the conversation we had with Asota. Um, Oh, I know it was around where she was saying the courage of the guide to write certain things. And I was talking about that process that for so many of us, you know, okay, I'm going to say this thing, but, but I'm so trained to look at it from all angles. Yes, conditioned angles. You know, <laughs> well, look, this could happen or that could happen or what if this? And it's like, well, what if one of those things does happen? Okay, good. Well, that will give me a lot to look at, right? We're trying to prevent yeah. something. Yeah. We're trying to prevent something from happening. That's meanwhile, the only thing hard about it is what's happening inside the head. So great, yeah. let it happen, and then I can yeah. see what goes on inside the head about that. And realize I don't have to be controlled by that. Yes, 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 yes. And what I saw as you said that is that because I've been practicing that and doing that, it gives me the courage to communicate the next time because uh, I didn't yeah. die and I wasn't fired and people didn't yell at me or, you know, and it turns yeah. out. I think that beaten. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And all of us are, you know, crazy in our own unique way. And um, exactly. when I share what's That's going on with right. me, it's, it's that same courage thing, right? Not just within practice, yes. but in the world. When I share yes. from people see the courage or however they 
project onto it, then yeah. it gives them courage also. Yep. You know what is one really key thing I thought as you were saying that, Michael? So you communicate, and that makes it easier to communicate the next time, as long yeah. as we don't go with the story and condition mind. Because yeah. the story and condition mind will always, whatever happens, so I communicated, and it you know, it's easy to not notice. No one beat me. No one fired me. No one yelled at me. <laughs> yeah. Right? Not yeah, all of yeah, that yeah. goes under the radar, and we can get into a story yeah. about, like, I'm cringing inside, right? I'm being beaten inside for it. And if I don't yeah. notice that that was the only repercussion, then I yeah. don't realize, then actually I don't have more freedom. So it's really important to stay with it and to, to mm-hmm. see through mm-hmm. ego's reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to refrain from communicating more on this topic because we have all these <laughs> yeah, lovely people, people here. Talk. Okay, very good. There we go. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Michael. Hi, Jen. It's Patty calling from Vancouver. Hey, Patty. Hey, Patty. So it, it's just... I'm going to just kind of continue on with this discussion about the email class and um, r- report what um, what I've been learning. Um, and and I have so much energy now, um, and it's because of the steps I took. Uh, well, I'll, 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 what I'll say is that um, in the morning show there was an invitation to for those that don't always put themselves in the queue to do that and I realized wow am I ever controlled I I always get enthusiastic and say no matter what I'm putting myself in the queue and I didn't I hadn't been doing that and so I meet I, I put myself in the queue and I wasn't chosen but I saw how much I had been controlled. And then I was talking about that with um, my reflective listening buddy and about how I, I say on that call, okay, I'm going to go back and, and listen to the guide's discussion and questions about the sexuality. I'm going to do that tonight and I'm going to slow it down and not skim things and I'm going to listen to each question. And in, in some ways, that, that was a safeguard saying, okay, this is now out there. I'm going to do this. And, um, and so I did. And um, I, 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 didn't, I, I did it this morning. I didn't have that much time. But I slowed it down. I was very present instead of skimming and, oh, I don't really need to look at this. And made some notes and uh, saw things and put, put it in there. And now I'm just so excited um, to hear everyone else's response. You know, it, right. it, the, the participation, yes. the... I have something here. I'm going to participate. And, and yeah. also, in conjunction with that, my husband's been um, 
he he uh, himself, I didn't ask him to or anything. He was interested in this, and so he listened to um, the assignment and the questions. And then we are going to share together, you know, about how we're controlled by pleasure or you know whatever. And it just brings that to another level too. Mm. You know, it really. The, that first part of what you were saying, Patty, really takes me to the the piece we were talking about with Asota of the more you give, the more you get. So, mm-hmm. and I love the piece of you know what ego is going to try to do, and that is so helpful for each of us to know the particular ways we're controlled. Yeah. So to know that you're going to get talked into skimming, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, I don't really need to look closely at this. I mean, I don't need to do every single question. Right? So you say out loud on your reflective listening buddy's call that you're going to do that. So in some way, you've sort of planted this flag. No, I'm not going to be controlled in that way. I'm actually going right. to give myself the full experience. And right. so then you do. You have the full experience, and then it gives you enthusiasm for, I can't wait to hear what everyone else saw in it. Right? Because you're really And I have now. the energy, not ego. Yes, that's it. Yeah. That's it. You have the energy, yeah. not ego. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, um, it's, I, I, I'm it's so a happy to thing. see that. I'm so happy to see that. Yeah. yeah. Never mind the exploration itself and all the content, but um, just right. that. Right, exactly. Yeah. 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 And it always is, right? There's always those different layers or levels that we're working on. There's the particular thing, you know, in this case, looking at pleasure and relationship with pleasure and all that. And then there's the what we see as we're doing the exercise. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how many times we've been on retreat and, you know, Sherry's doing an imagery with us and she's always saying, no, pay attention to how you're doing it. Even things right. like, right, when we'll say, uh, okay, so find someone in the room that you don't know and haven't spoken with to partner up as dyads. And she'll often say, pay close attention. Because you can see your whole life just in that process. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that so true? Yeah. So it's really good to see that, remember it, do recordings about it, and, um, you know, next time I'm just going to put myself in the queue. I'm going to slow it down, look at the assignment, because I know how it feels right now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And those can be... You know, there's that best year yet process that we've done um, for a number of years, and there are the guidelines, right? So there are the things that we know will help us. And those can be things that you put on stickies, like slow it down, be here for it, you yeah. know, really yeah. attend. Those th- the places we know we're going to get gotten, those can be reminders that we surround ourselves with. Right, right. And yeah. I was so glad I did that with, the, you know, saying it out loud in the recording and, and mm. or not recording, listening, in the reflective listening buddies because that yeah. really helped me, you know, to, again, yeah. get out of exactly. that chamber of the mind. Oh, I forget That's how right. Michael described it, but I, I liked it. Um, yeah. yeah. The echo chamber yeah. or something. Yeah. The echo chamber, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so um, thank you so much. I was glad mm-hmm. to thank be you, able buddy. to share that and participate. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Very Thanks. good. We'll go happy.
Yeah, you go happy too. Thanks for joining us, Patty. And Jen, in the interest of time, I'm going to move to our next caller here. Okay, great. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hello, this is Jennifer from Whidbey Island, Washington. Well, hello, Jennifer. Jennifer. Hi. Um, I am calling about a different topic somewhat, and that is recording and listening. Okay, great. And about how uh, maybe the technology or something stops me from recording as much as I might want to because I can't Mm -hmm. figure out where anything is or where to put it or identify it. I get it all tangled up in those things. Yes, yes. So this is one of those where I really wish we were in a room full of people of Sangha. (laughs) That'd be great. (laughs) Anyone else ever have any conversations in the head around archiving your recordings and how to keep track of things? (laughs) Because I'm pretty sure we'd have a room full of hands on that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I have lost thousands of recordings to, you know, to changes in technology and yeah, you know, it's yeah. no big deal if I lose a thousand recordings. I just make more. And yeah. um, I have had some fun when I've had a program where I could, you know, say like all the ones I'm like looking at the process of eating, and then I'll do a whole bunch of recordings about that. And it's great to be able to go over and find those so I can listen to them mm-hmm. more often. Mhm, mhm. And what I heard you say in the beginning, if I if I tracked, was that you realize that the conversations around, gosh, where do I archive things and, you know, that, this and that, have an impact on whether or not you record and the amount yeah. you record. Yeah, because it's like, yeah. oh, I'm just adding to another string of anonymous recordings yeah. that I have no idea, you know, how yeah. far down can I go? Am I going to fill up this program before I ever get to listen to all of them and so on? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, it really feels like it goes with, a number of conversations we've had today, actually, but especially that last one with Patty. Mm-hmm. And we could use that how you do anything is how you do everything. Right. So, you know, in the same way, I was just talking about how Sherry will say, okay, you know, we're going to get in diets now and watch your process because you could see your whole life in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is another one. Yeah. Right? We could see so <laughs> much about how we're caused to suffer by our relationship with how we are with archiving our recordings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, of course, not just recordings. All kinds of information flow or, you know, things that I want to retrieve in the future and I don't know where they are kind of thing. Yes, yeah. I remember, Jennifer, I don't know, some years back, I was talking to someone who, in my mind, is, just as organized as you can possibly get, has an absolutely brilliant mind for, you know, tracking information and has had jobs that include that, you know, Mm -hmm. description. They are the person for the organization. That that person made some comment like, yeah, well, information archiving is the bane of pretty much every company's existence. And Mm -hmm. I'm so reassured by that. (laughs) Just so like, oh, that is so good to hear. <laughs> Not just me. Not just yeah. me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've actually heard and that it, too. Mm-hmm. It just it feels like what first two things. First, it liberates us to simply have this workshop, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then, because what it does for me anyway is it strips out the something wrong, right? It strips out the something wrong with me, which is the big piece of it, mm-hmm. and it strips out that there should be some that someone somewhere knows how to do this perfectly. All right, huh? right. I don't have Apparently something not. wrong with me on this one. I have something's wrong with the technology. It should be different. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> someone should come up with. I have said that many, many times. Right. Someone should come up when when recording and listening takes over the world. You can bet that they're going to put in the R and D needed to right. you know figure out how to archive the in the way that someone's done with rock and roll and you know iTunes. <laughs> they're going to do right. that first, right? Right. Right. And maybe they will. Maybe they will, mm-hmm. but in the meantime, mm-hmm. it feels like it frees us up to have the workshop, to see, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to literally get to see my whole life in this. Mm-hmm. And so there I am being controlled by that. And if I don't believe that, if I don't believe I'm getting anywhere, that I'm necessarily going to you know, listen back to this recording ever after this, you know, mm-hmm. after I make it and re- listen to it this time, if I let go and figure, well, I guess if life wants me to listen to it again, it will orchestrate that in some way, then it completely frees us up to, again, A, have the workshop around it, see everything we see, and B, just to record. Right. And I tell I tell students that I've taught millions of times, you know, it won't matter if you even look back at your notes. Just the fact that you wrote them or attended to them, it's going in there. Just like Sherry says. That's a nice parallel process. Yeah, the practice is like, you know, this mist that you're in (laughs) that's going to soak. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a really nice connection right there, Jennifer. That really is. Because, again, what it underscores is, so here I am in the present moment making this recording. That's the only, quote, point of any of it, to be here. Right, right. Yes. Ooh, good one. And I am having that experience. So only conditioned mind is going to start talking to me about like, well, I mean, what's the point? Because you can't really, you're not, you're not going to find it. And you're not going to archive. I mean, it's just going to go in this string of random recordings that are you ever going to listen back to those? Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, it, when we say it like that, it's so obvious. Ah, Conditioned mind just wants to get me in a conversation. That's it, period. It doesn't give a whip right. about the recordings or, or <laughs> organizing them or anything. Yeah, it just wants me not to record and, and listen to it instead. That's right. And above all, not to be here. Right, right. Not to be here. Not to be attending to here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ooh, that's great. Thanks. Yeah, well, thank you, because, again, I think that's it's one of those topics that just about everyone in Sangha could make a great workshop, actually, really, because yeah. I mean, everyone, I bet, mm-hmm. could relate to it and mm-hmm. see their whole lives in it. Yeah. It would be a great workshop, yeah. It really would. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> thank you. All right, thanks, Jennifer. Thanks for calling in. Go happy. Happy, bye. Thanks for joining us, Jennifer. And I uh, love that conversation, also, Jen. And we are at the top of the hour here. All right, perfect. Well, thank you, Michael, yeah. as always. 
Yes. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, everyone. Have a fabulous show, and go happy. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.